P.S. I Love Hoffman is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Iggy Pop! Amen! Let him run! I'm a fucking idiot. Red meat, we crave sustenance. I'm an artist. Hello, my name is Jimmy Cody. Why don't you have some fun? Fun, fun. Tommy, uh, that's a tape, tape. Whoever she is, I'm going to find her and I'm going to hurt her. I've spent the past three years learning Finnish. <laughs> I'm always home. I'm on cool. This is a process of dehumanization. Shut, 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 shut up. Hey, Hoff fans. Welcome to P.S. I Still Love Hoffman, our love letter to the remarkable career of the late, great Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'm still Brian Rodriguez. And I'm still Kyle Reinfried. We're always home, we're always uncool, and we're always ready to watch great Hoffman films with you guys. Yeah, and we got another one for you guys today. And we're in a different home today, Kyle, because every single one of these we've done in your home, but today we're in my home. Yeah. Because of scheduling reasons. But I say that because if you hear my dogs bark or my rabbits move, I apologize. We can't edit these. Yeah. I basically live in a barn. So just. It's just dogs and bunnies. It's not like there's a dragon around. <laughs> Red dragon. Ooh, good tie in. <laughs> this is a Game of Thrones prequel, of course. Yeah. About the Targaryen, Targaryen. dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> they just announced that there's going to be another show, and it's about the Targaryen rise. I wonder how that... They can't run those shows at the same time. I, I need to... What I need to do for that... I know this is completely off topic. That's what The Walking Dead is doing, so why not HBO? Because Walking Dead sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I, I need, like... Oh, it's the season finale of the Naomi Watts show? Yeah. And it's like, like The Long Night. I think that's yeah, what Yeah, and then next week, boom. You know, I get my Game of Thrones other one. Or maybe... You should, you, oh, yeah, like, they won't, I think they'll exist in the same years, but they won't be, like, yeah, they can't be. They don't do, HBO doesn't do it, they do a drama, and then two sitcoms on Sundays. Yeah, so okay, the season no, needs to end, and then you're Exactly. Saying, I don't care when they take place. I just care, you know, that they're not at the same time. I don't want to watch back-to-back and yeah. get confused with all the characters. Yeah, that's just too heavy-handed. <laughs> but no, 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 this is a prequel. But it is not a Game of Thrones prequel. No. It is a, what, Sons of the Lambs prequel, I guess? The Hannibal Lecter universe, Yes, right? Hannibal series. But the show isn't in the same universe, right? No. I don't, I mean... I don't think so. It's a reimagination. Yeah. Think. Yeah, because, yeah, there's different, there's a character, the main, also one of the main characters on Hannibal is the guy that Edward Norton plays in this movie. Oh, true. So, yeah. And, um, I think you're going to talk about these facts, but this is indeed... A remake, right? Something like that. Uh, yeah, of Manhunter with Brian Cox. Yes, of Manhunter with Brian Cox, but you're the fact guy. I expect a lot of facts this time. There's no. some good ones. I took some stills on my phone of IMDb trivia. And you guys are the reason we're doing this film, because you guys out there, you Hoff fans, you lovers of Philip Seymour Hoffman, you guys who keep the Philip Seymour Hoffman flame alive, selected this as our October Halloween movie. And I'm watching this Ooh. on... <laughs> and I'm watching this on Stars. We're watching it together, obviously. Yeah. And um, it says drama and suspense. So it's not a horror film, but it is certainly... It's got some horror elements. Our main man meets a horrific fate. Ooh, 
Spoiler alert, but again, if you're watching this for the first time... It came out in 2002. The more horrific thing out of this is Brett Ratner's real story. (laughs) Yes, the director, Brett Ratner, one of Kyle's favorites, one of his idols. No. Let's start the movie and let's talk about this stuff during the movie. Okay, normally you're at the controls, but I'm at the controls today. Yeah. So when I say go, guys, you're going to press play. Again, I'm watching it on, well, technically the... Add on for Amazon on stars. Yeah, let's get to the title and we'll. And we'll yeah, let me get to the title. So while I'm getting to that title, yeah. Kyle, how have you been? You've been good. You've been <laughs> I've good? been good. Yeah. Oops. 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 I left the sound on. Oh, okay. You can do that stars. Doom, doom, doom. I'm not used to doing it here. What can I say? I haven't watched stars. It's okay. No judgment. This is a safe place. Uh, okay, uh, the, the, uh, the cusp. It's the the sun is rising behind the Universal logo. So yes, a, a nice Teletubby sun. All right, as Kyle said, the sun is rising on the Universal logo. Yeah, the night is darkest before the dawn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Last Game of Thrones talk today, perhaps, maybe not, unless it's a Game of no, Thrones. No, that's the that's the Dark Knight. Oh. Yeah. I was. Thinking I mean, there is night... like the night is dark and full of terror. That's what I was thinking. There we you go. Were saying. Yeah, that's, that's the saying before the night is darkest before the dawn. Before <laughs> so the night is dark and full of terrors. Okay, so okay. when I say go. We should, we should think of something else like, huff, but no. No, it's, yeah. <laughs> when I say go, you guys are going to press play. Again, we're on that universal sun. You're seeing the cusp of it. So three, two, one, go. There we go. Universal definitely has, like, the most iconic out. I mean, 20th Century Fox, too, I guess, but now that's owned by Disney. I wonder if they're going to keep that whole fan fan That's awesome. like that. That's an awesome That's fan. probably I think the they best should. one. They should. I like the 90s Universal. This one's too... This is, like, crappy, like... Yeah, it's too CGI, too. Yeah. All right, we have a logo for some lion. What is it? It's a... Oh, Dino De Laurentiis yeah. company. I think she's, he's the father of some chef. You're a... Oh, you're a... Uh, Giada, Gina? right? No? Isn't that Giada's last name? I'm crazy. I don't know. You're pulling some knowledge way above me. Ooh, a Brett Ratner film, as we said. What's your favorite Brett Ratner movie? Rush Hour 2. Rush Hour 2? <laughs> I have... I, I, um, I have... Here we go. Brett Ratner directed Rush Hour 2 in 2001, so this was like the film right before this one. And this is a late quartet, actually. We put, yes, the, wrong so we put the wrong movie. Late <laughs> quartet, sorry. Uh, fun fact, tie-in, the main villain's yacht and new casino in Las Vegas was named the Red Dragon. Oh, in wow. In Shower 2. So good, good point. Yeah. So, Giada, you know Giada. Yeah. She's Dino De Laurentiis' daughter. Oh. So Fafangul. Yeah, food Films. My my little spoiler here, my fiance. Does not like Giada for some reason. You know she had... Oh, a little food gossip here. I think she had an affair with Bobby Flay. Oh, we got a Hannah yeah. Lecter here. Anthony yeah. Hopkins. He has aged in the, like, 11 years since, you know, Silence of the Lambs. We oh, also absolutely. got... Well, ha- Hannibal was before this, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Hannibal's the sequel, though. Yes. This but, I mean, prequel. yeah. So, oh, okay, yeah. So, it makes sense if he looks older in Hannibal. But this... Ooh, he's looking at him. And he didn't, he didn't like that... He uh, he messed up. No, and that means he should eat him, apparently. Spoiler alert. Well, yeah. So do you think Giada would approve of this uh, feast scene? <laughs> look at his ponytail. It's so funny. Like, that's what they're like. Let's <sighs> make him look a little younger. Let's give him something a little different. He's got a ponytail. Are you a fan of, like, the receding hairline plus ponytail? 
Um, only on Steve the Crop Cropper from the Blues Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And I love, and at this, he's feeding the guests. I think, like, we fatten them up. Fatten them up. No, he's feeding them other people. I'm just kidding. Yeah, oh, you're right. He's feeding them. Because there is, there are some things I really like about this movie. And this, um, the title sequence, which we'll get, I think, not this scene, not after this scene, but after the next scene, is like a fun one that shows you, like, New story clips, like once he's arrested and gets you up to date, and uh... oh, true, I forgot about that. Now, obviously, this was selected as our Halloween film. It doesn't feel like a Halloween film, though. We didn't have a lot of choices. I know the Godfather himself, Joey Lewandowski, was disappointed that uh, my boyfriend's back wasn't chosen. Sorry, he said a good line. He's like, she's like, this amuse bouche is delicious. He's like, won't you? And she's like, won't you tell me what it is? And he's like, if I told you, like, <laughs> you wouldn't even want to eat it. Like, just fun stuff like that. But I'm sorry, what about? No, I said Joey Lewandowski, the godfather himself of the Cage Club Podcast Network, was mm-hmm. disappointed that this was chosen and not My Boyfriend's Back. Yeah. But, I mean, what did he expect? Yeah, My Boyfriend's Back is not a very well-known film. No. Can't wait till we get our main man in this one, though. Special Agent Graham Cracker. Ooh, is that the Hulk? Yes, it is. It's the Hulk and the, uh, Odin. No, it's the Incredible Hulk. Oh, sorry, the Incredible Hulk and, and Hulk. Odin. Yeah. And Odin, yeah. It's really easy nowadays just to be like... <laughs> Marvel, 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 Marvel. It's just like, <laughs> everyone's in a Marvel movie now. That's really funny. Yeah, uh, so, the, the, so the Hannibal show goes much more into, like, it's a whole prequel than to this. Oh, really? And it's about, like, them eventually, like, meeting one another. And, like, he's used him to, like, you know, uh, Agent Graham has, like, used him for, like, a lot of... Uh, crimes to like figure out. Oh, he's gotcha. such a brilliant mind. So gotcha. we're just getting a little, no pun intended, taste of it right Ooh. now. Kyle is a foodie films man from your show, Foodie Films on the Cage Club Podcast Network, your other show. Yeah. Have you ever like included a uh, Signs of the Lambs or Hannibal scene, like in terms of like the fava beans and liver? No, we haven't done that yet. I mean, last Halloween uh, or last October, we did. Uh, well, the first one really wasn't like kind of like a hard film, but it was Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. So we covered that whole movie, and then we also then I also covered the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But um, if I've covered any other like just like a horror food scene, I am blanking on it if 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 I've done so. But no, I haven't definitely done like the Father Beans and Chianti. <laughs> We should have we should have had some Chianti tonight. I apologize. I usually criticize you for not preparing the spread, but that's my fault. We should have had some Chianti. Yeah. Well, and, you is usually... it even talked about in this film? No, this isn't Signs of the Lambs. I'm not sure. Not Chianti, but like I mean, he was just making the because that's the whole thing. Like Agent Graham is like kind of at this point like figured out that like, it's Han- you know it's Hannibal Lecter. Oh like, yeah. He has an idea, and he's You're right. just, like, and he wants to bring it to, like, you know really figure it out before he accuses him or arrests him of or whatever. And that was when, when we were just talking, he was saying about, oh yeah, like someone else referred to like on the back, it's called like the oysters, like that cut of meat and no one else besides him. Like he never heard that be- before besides like Hannibal Lecter hmm. saying it. So Ed Norton. So not the only time he's in a film with Philip Zimmer Hoffman. No, the, another, uh, 
the other movies, Twenty Fifth Hour. Twenty Fifth Hour, yeah. Yeah. Very similar and, film to. Red and keeping Dragon. the faith, right? Isn't that where yeah, exactly? Silverman plays the priest, and no, he plays the friend of the <laughs> rabbi. <laughs> That's a tie-in to Along Came Polly, the best film that Phillips. A lot of tie-ins. I was tying, to trying to tie in doubt to that one, but oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So just a reminder, we were talking about foodie films before on the Cage Club Podcast Network. You can find this show on the Cage Club Podcast Network. That's cageclub.me, cageclub.me. And of course, all the other great places like where you're listening now, whether it be Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. Spotify. Spotify. And, you know, you want to give us that rating. You want to give us that five-star rating. You want to give, write a nice review. Yeah. That would be nice. That yeah. helps the algorithm out. Yeah, like any, any, anything help. I mean, we just appreciate it, like reading this stuff, but it also helps like people find our podcast easier and you know more listeners to. Oh, Sweetbread, see, oh, I love Sweetbreads. This is, a, this is another foodie movie, then. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, so, this part, this part, I always hate. I hate stabbing so much. Oh, oh that always <sighs> worst stabbing scene of all time. Saving Private Ryan. Yes, that's like the most cringe. And again, it helps oh. if this is a grounded film. We're not talking about like a gore picture, you know, where there's just like stabbings everywhere. Yeah. No, but sometimes that's even like the worst. Like just like the single... Oh, mm, mm, I hate that kind of stuff. Every game must have its ending. I mean, these are two great actors. Oh, yeah. Whether or not you like this movie. I mean, it's not... Again, it's not... I mean... No, it's not a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. But... These are just two amazing actors. Oh, and then... A, a film with a lot of good actors, actually. He grabbed the arrows out of... And Hannibal dies, and the film and series is over. Exactly. Ooh. Oh, I forgot he shoots him, too. Hannibal takes a <laughs> arrow arrows and two bullets. But is there really suspense? That's what's something that bothers me about prequels in general. Mm-hmm. We know what, like, we know he doesn't die. No, know? but the, I mean, but we see that begin. But I mean, the suspense in this movie is what happens to Ed Norton's character. And yes, and a different killer, actually. Yes, dealing with yeah, exactly. I mean, like Hannibal is just that always. Oh, I guess in in the movie. Well, no, even Gary Oldman plays that ridiculous character. <laughs> In Hannibal, and he's kind of the big bad guy. And like in Silence of the Lambs, it's Buffalo Bill. In this movie, it's the Tooth Fairy. Emily Watson, who Harvey Keitel, yeah, or, uh, Emily Watson, yeah. She's in, in uh, what's her what's Synecdoche, New York, and Punch and, Drunk uh, Love. Punch Drunk Love. Hannibal the Cannibal. Phil Seymour Hoffman. Awesome. The reason why we're here. Yes. Was his name Freddie Lowndes or something? Is it's it? another Freddie. Yeah. Bill Duke is in this? Yeah, he plays... The, I think Adrian Graham's like boss or something like that. Gotcha. Or no, Harvey Keitel does, but Bill Duke plays, I think, another... I don't know. I know that they have uh, the guy that plays Barney in Silence of the Lambs. He's in this. Oh, okay. Not Barney from How I Met Your Mother. No. That's another movie with stabbings. Um, what's that? Gone Girl? 
There's like a lot of gross blood scenes. In oh yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Oh yeah, this is so. The, yeah, this is the, this is what I was saying. I like I like uh, this is a, this is a good title sequence. We're just getting yeah, it's all. Cool. And this is pretty good. The music in this is pretty good. I gotta look up who does the music. Um, you mean the score? Yes, the score. Yes. So while Kyle looks that up, just a reminder, guys, too, to follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and the Instagram. That's how you can vote for your, uh, you know, the film that we're going to watch next month. And by the way, stay tuned to the end of the episode to figure out which films we're going to put on the ballot. We're still thinking about it. I, I didn't want to say it because I thought I was going to, uh, I didn't want to be wrong, but it's Danny Elfman, who's, who's, an, Danny amazing, Elfman. who's an amazing composer, so makes sense that's a pretty good uh, score. Gotcha. Well, they just say it was like they live in uh, somewhere in Florida, in the Keys, right? Yeah, it's kind of nice. I'd like to. So one thing about this movie that I never forget is this location. Yeah, like his home. It's so distinct looking. Harvey Keitel. From, yeah, so he... he's famous from the National Treasure yes. series of films. Hashtag Cage Club. <laughs> Mary Louise Parker from, from Weeds. Weeds. Yeah. And she was in the movie Red that Anthony Hopkins is also in. Oh, okay. Red 2, I should say. But I like a blonde Ed Norton. They bleach his hair, supposedly. He's <laughs> you a, like blondes. He's, just, he's, a, he's a good looking guy with the, bl- the blue eyes, the blonde hair. But I think Harvey Keitel is supposed to play the same guy as the. Um, character that's a very like kind of like a paternal figure from the FBI for Clarice in Silence of the Lambs. Oh, really? Yeah. That guy's kind of a dick, though. No, he's not a... I don't think he's a dick. In... The one... I mean, he, a little bit. He's a little sexist in the film. That's kind of the point. He, yeah. I mean... Yeah, Jack Crawford. Yeah. Oh, so that he's Jack Crawford. That's what I'm saying. Okay, that, okay. No, I didn't yeah. realize that. I mean, I'm sure I did at the time. Hannibal Rising. What's that? That's the that's the one that Anthony Hopkins is not in. And it's about like that's the worst. <sighs> that's the worst one because it's uh, like Hannibal in like Russia, and we see that like post like World War Two like Russian troops like are starving and like eat his baby sister. It's, like, <laughs> it's just like a really it's like a revenge tale and like anything it makes uh uh you know like like for for an evil character you don't want to feel any kind of sympathy usually like not for just like a pure evil character like some and that's why also then some people like I, I really like for instance the new character of like Kylo Ren in the new Star Wars, but, like, his is just, his is more of, like, a tragic figure. There's yeah, that, that's, more that's, of that's, like, a, that's a story that's told in, like, one span, you know? Yeah. Like, in the end, like, the Emperor is the evil bad guy in Star Wars, and Darth Vader has, like, the re- redemption aspect to it. That's for sure. So we've got uh, Jack Crawford coming here to ask Ed Norton to, you know, because he's retired, but he needs his help because, I mean, something that they showed much more in the uh, Hannibal TV series, like, Agent Graham is supposed to be, like, a real genius, almost on, like, 
a on the like spectrum level as at least as how they like the actor performed it on Hannibal. Gotcha. Like, not. Uh, this is a reminder right now of what he went through with the big scar. Or maybe he just had an appendix removed on the wrong side. I don't know. So how old is... Like, when does this take place? I mean, if we're... If if it's chronological, and since it is a prequel, it's supposed to... Be, I mean, it ends with someone saying, like, oh, they've, you know, we've got someone to talk to you, Hannibal, and it goes right into Silence of the Lambs. So, I mean, it's supposed to be 1990, or... So, like, like right 19, before... The movie en- the movie ends right before, uh, yeah, like it it ends with Silence of the Lambs beginning. Now I kind of wish that they had just had the same Jack Crawford. I know Harry Cattell's him like a, probably a more distinguished actor. Yeah, let me look up what that actor's name is that originally portrayed him. But like that would have added some more continuity, I think. Now, this is like a series that they were continuing before, like, you know, the whole franchise movement happened. Oh, yeah. So I do find it interesting. Oh, Scott, Bl- Scott, uh, Scott Glenn plays Jack Crawford. Okay. I forgot. He's just like What's a he from? Why am I, you said, oh, like you knew him from a lot of things. I mean, he's in, like, Hunt for October. He's in, I mean, he was most recently in, like, the uh, the um, uh, Daredevil series. Oh, that's right. That's I mean, right. He's cool. He's I been like around. Him. He's yeah. He's a great character actor. He's been around for a while. Does this movie give you the same amount of suspense as, like, Signs of the Lambs? Obviously, it's not as good of a movie, but I feel like they try to um, call back a lot of those elements with, like, the house like this and the darkness. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely creepy, but, yeah, it just, it just doesn't, you know, draw the same fear that I mean Silence of the Lambs is just absolutely terrifying like that especially that like final basement scene oh my god yeah like that's just I mean but that's Jonathan Demme Jonathan Demme is one of like the greatest directors of all time better than Brett Ratner uh that's true (laughs) I would say Brett Ratner didn't make like terrible movies he just ended up being a disgusting human being well what's your favorite Brett Ratner film Family Man (laughs) I mean, I, I, I do love the first two Rush Hours. Um, I mean, Family Man isn't bad. It's a I good, know you it's like it. Cage movie. film. Cage film. This, I mean, this is a good... Let me, let me, let me click on... Just to be very much, much... Maybe I'm forgetting one. Like, I don't like... X-Men 3 is really bad. But that was also just a I think he was given a bad script. Um... What else did he direct? Oh, that movie Tower Heist wasn't good at all. I didn't see it. Uh, big cast, though, for that one. Yeah. Um, I mean, Rush Hour 3 wasn't good. I wonder who's directing Rush Hour 4. Um, Oof. That's, yeah. Oof. That's, 
Danny Elfman's score really helps. That's the thing with this movie. It's a very... The music does a good job of, like, setting up just, like, the horrors of it all. And, I mean, uh, again, I mean, we do have fantastic actors in this movie, so... Did he score the other ones? Uh, I I don't know. Let me Let me take a look. Like, at least keep that consistent, you know? Well, it all depends on if they're working on something else, or... Hannibal the Cannibal. So, what you're saying, Kyle, like his spectrum genius, while you're not seeing it as much as the show, you're certainly seeing some of it here, that he could just look at a room and be like, this is how this person died. Yeah, the show shows it in like a very like almost like a beautiful mind kind of way. Gotcha. Like just I think he even like has like it's not meant to they it shows it in the same way that someone that has like a a magical ability like would then like see it, you know, like in a movie someone that has yeah. like that kind of power. But, like, he, obviously he's not supposed to have supernatural powers, but, like, <laughs> that's just the way that they show it to you, that, like, how his mind works. That would be the next step to ruin this franchise, <laughs> like, to be like, oh, that somebody had supernatural powers. No, no How- Howard Shore, another fantastic composer, yes. did Silence uh, of the Lambs. Because that's a great score, too. Let's see who did Hannibal while we're at it. I won't bother looking up whatever that, again, that, uh... <laughs> Hannibal Rising. Hannibal Rising. I mean, Ridley Scott directed Hannibal, and he, I mean, Ridley Scott, he's a fantastic director. Of course, but it's just... And not that Hannibal's even bad. No, it like, just, I think it got some Oscar noms, believe it or not. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, it sucks that that, like, Jodie Foster didn't want to come back. But Julianne Moore was still nominated, and she's still Julianne Moore. Yeah, but, I mean, if we're talking consistency between characters, gotcha. like, I'd rather have uh, Jodie Foster come back than... Um, you know, what, what's his name? Come back as Jack Crawford. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. Um, so, let's see. the uh, Scott Glenn, I meant to say. So, oh, I clicked on cinematographer, not composer. Oh, what? dude, they get amazing composer. Hans Zimmer did Hannibal. Wow. You might as well right now look up Hannibal Rising. Okay. You might as <laughs> Just well. Just to see the shit show that that was, watch. It's like, I don't know. Leonard Bernstein back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> Irving Berlin. This is your typical like crime, uh, you know? Not when I say crime Surrounded scene, like photos. I don't like, mean like yeah. a crime scene. You know what I mean? Just like ah, oh, contemplating. It's funny because like this movie is also a crime thriller, but it predates the whole like true crime podcast like revival. Yeah, definitely. See, this is kind of like what you're saying with the show. Again, it's not like frickin' Beautiful Mind, but he's like putting it together. Yeah, he yeah exactly. Like something really yeah. He come, come it comes to him about the mirrors and the doll's eyes and all that. I um, think this is based on a book as well, right? Yes. Okay. So I don't even. It, it's like. I don't know, there's two composers for Hannibal Rising, and, I mean, no offense to these guys, but they're no one of note to even, like, say their... Well, you might as well say their name. E- how would you... Elon Ishkeri? And then, what's the... Elon, yeah, Ishkeri and Shiguru. Yeah. yeah, exactly. 
Umabayashi. Yeah. Shiguru Umabayashi. Some Eastern, Europe, Eastern European guy and like some Japanese guy. No offense to them. Actually, well, now, the, now, now I feel bad. Let me click on them to see if they did no anything. Like... No offense that they're Japanese, obviously. Not. No, not that. Not to that. <laughs> oh, I mean the so the so the Japanese guy did uh, like Grandmaster. That's a good but they're thing. not a team. I guess so. Something not. else that got screwed up. Yeah, I'm. You saw Harvey Keitel. I mean, the, the, I mean, okay. Then the Eastern European guy did like. <laughs> Layer cake. Yeah, that's good. How do you know he's Eastern European? Because that's just the very... Ishkari? Like, this is the very... Could be Basque? Where does it say he's from? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. He's... Okay. Well, I'll look up the... He's from... He's a British composer, but I'll look up to see what (laughs) Ishkari... That's what you guys tune in for on PS I Still Love Hoffman. Teeth. Ha! Fuck me. Iran. He's, oh. Oh, he's Iranian. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So yes. This is, yeah. Predator. I got you. <laughs> what's, what's the exact line? Do you remember it? I'm predator. I'll make you bleed. <laughs> he was also in uh, the Cage film Mandy that came out recently. Oh, I still need to see Mandy. You didn't see Mandy? Mandy's good. No, I know. I've just kind of been, like, on a, I mean, you know, like, this, I guess this technically falls into what I'm about to say, but I've just been on kind of, like, a, I don't want to watch anything, like, that, like, makes me think of, like, I don't know, bad things out there. Like, I just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I want to watch more, like, f- at least feel-good stuff, or if it's, I don't know. Especially, like, horror and violent stuff. Like, I don't, need to, I don't need to see violence. You're not a violent man. You're not a violent man. It's not that. I definitely have my anger issues but are like, you like just, the hulk like you don't want to be provoked to turn into your hulk well, self that's my that's my secret i'm always angry <laughs> i want to do like a foodie film like cover famous scenes and i just want like i want to do that scene like Let's say you're logo. always hungry yeah exactly. <laughs> what's the whatever that bridge is that leads right to uh uh grand central station you know where like, oh it's, i don't think it has a name okay i was thinking like i am legend oh yeah but yeah, it's like right over there before like the Le- Leviathan falls down, or when he punches it, I should say. <laughs> but Bill Duke, he's awesome. He should become governor too. So we get another predator. <laughs> predator governor. governor. That sounds wrong. A predator governor. Look, <laughs> <laughs> there's pre- a weird noose behind Edward Norton. Like, yeah. What are we like? You know, like you guys are already dealing with like heavy shit and like. <laughs> Bill Duke looks is the most serious looking individual ever. Oh yeah, and then you have like a noose in your room. That's just too much. Even I, I should call it the. It's like a gallow. The gallows, yeah. Gallows sticks. Because <laughs> like we're gonna put people, you know, on the gallows and hang them if they eat people. Is it, ooh, is this the prequel to National Treasure? Because that's like a very, like, Masonic Yeah, ring. he's got the Mason's ring there. Maybe it is. Is Harvey Keitel a Mason? Is that what I really got that. <laughs> <laughs> Judas. Oh, I'm a Mason. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus. I think we're getting PSH soon. Please. That's why we're yep. here. Yeah. Ah, I knew it. Look at that. Good call. 
Good call. It's a very like, kind of like classic PSH, PSH look. Yeah, the little, little disheveled, yeah. but hardworking. So he's he plays like a National Enquirer, like kind of right, yeah. like a muckraking reporter, but not like in a sense like for celebrities for like crime stories. Maybe he did a podcast today. Yeah, I love his reaction to like Ed Norton being like violent because. Yeah, well, we're, we're learning the little backstory right now. He snuck into his hospital room, taking pictures. So, just a guy that will do his character, does anything to get, you know, to get the, the job, scoop, to get the to scoop, get the to, get, then, to get the buckaroos. <laughs> so it's not a, you know, neither movie we were going to get a lot of PSH. No, it was this or uh, but, and but they both had crazy death scenes. Yes. Yeah, yeah and this this is the and again no, no pun intended the the meteor of the rolls. <laughs> pun intended. You know what? This movie has a lot of like talking scenes. Yeah, well, yeah, it's just like. Agents. I was gonna say cops, but agents. Are this Asians? I'm like, because <laughs> it has the Iranian composer. No, this doesn't. Hell Rising. Oh, Hell Rising does. Oh, maybe Danny Elfman is Asian. No, I don't think so. It's a foodie scene. Yeah. Like this this like this is an example of I would not cover this as like a foodie scene. Like unless just he's like if he's like damn good cup of coffee. <laughs> or like I mean, like it depends, I guess. You're the boss of that show, obviously, so I don't know what oh, there's some platters that's definitely what we'd call a platter in the diner okay, tree. I, I would call the, the nice hamburger deluxe platter. Deluxe, yeah, deluxe. That's a very so Baltimore oh and this guy came back too. Yes. And it's the same actor. So there's a, it, yeah, so that's what. Yeah, that's so. What there's just two. Him and wait, just two what? That came back. Yeah, him and the actor that plays Barney. I mean, uh, those oh, so are, three. Oh, and Hannibal. Hannibal, duh. yeah, yeah. So I get. Well, I mean, oh, no, the only. I mean, the only character that's in this movie that someone else plays differently is J- Jack Crawford. Gotcha. And I guess they could have gotten Scott Glenn because he is around and he's. You know, yeah, and and this guy's definitely more of a dick than uh, Scott Glenn. You're but, right; he is more of a mentor. Sometimes he's a little bit, you know, I don't know. Seems a little sexist sometimes, but not like this guy. This guy's a prick. Maybe you have to be if you run an asylum full of killers. Yeah, and this is the this is the character. Let me look up his name. It's like isn't it Chillis or something like that? Or I don't know. He's um, got a very distinct look, though. Is, it, wait, is the guard the same? The I don't think the guard even in Silence of the Lambs really had speaking lines. It's just like the the I don't know what role to consider Barney like a uh, he's definitely like he wears scrubs. He doesn't wear a guards. True, know, true. No, because there was another guy there. I guess he he was wearing the same thing. But I'm like, why would they keep that guy the same? Very. This is you know this. I mean, it's cool that. So, this is such a famous set. You know, like yeah. that they're using the same. I mean, 
I'm assuming it's so this is, looking. I'm assuming this is a set and not a real location. I'm assuming they built this. I have to. Yeah, I would imagine. To light it like that? Well, I mean, you could... Yeah. I mean... And then we get the famous... Ah, uh, like, you know, he's... What a crazy sense of smell. <laughs> Christmas, yes. This is when he gets to be the full... Hannibal Lecter that we met in like Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. That talking that's... Like, he would definitely be in House Slytherin. Yes, of course. <laughs> He's a Slytherin. Now, Harry Potter famously made... Um, how can I put it? Like, they made a promise to use a mostly British cast. Okay. Yeah, for, yeah I think... I could have seen Hoffman in a Harry Potter film if they didn't make that promise. Oh, yeah, he would have fit well in, in that wizardy world. Yeah. Or, like, now, like, with, like, Fantastic Beasts, because then they even make, like, a American branch, like, I think the new ones or something. Yeah, like yeah, no, 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 they go to the U.S., I believe, so. No, he could have done that, that's for sure. What was I going to look up before? Oh, what, um... You, you the, know the... The actor's name. Anthony Heal, Dr. F- Frederick Chilton. That's okay. The, that's the... You know, Kyle, there's a tie-in to the film we did last month, which was Doubt, right? Uh, yes, yes. Now, we were talking about Viola Davis having a very short speaking role and getting nominated, and then, uh, we might have mentioned it then, but if not, Anthony Hopkins, doesn't he, or didn't he have, or doesn't he have the record for, like, least, not for this film, but least amount of screen time compared to winning a Best Actor Oscar? Something like that. Yes, like, he really, let's, I'll, I'll look that up right now. It's something, you know... I mean, again, just the fact that like his character, I know this isn't a defining quality, but he's supporting Clarice in that movie. And I understand <laughs> that's why it's called supporting actor, but still like, just his amount of screen time, and the movie isn't about him. It's about Clarice and like even the Buffalo Bill story. He probably has more screen time here. Like, I mean, if any of the movies... Yeah, oh, th- this he might have more screen time, but if anything, like, I mean, because it's named after him, Hannibal is Hannibal's movie. People were super upset at Hannibal because it, like... Tarnished. Yeah, it, like, it yeah. made him the killer instead of this, like, even though he is a killer, but, like, suddenly he's hunting and, you know... Yeah, I think he people definitely were goes more on the offense. I mean, well, the Silence of the Lambs does end with him... Like, it's in, like, the Bahamas, and Dr. Chilton is walking down. It's that famous, like, like Anthony Hopkins, like, has a wig on, he puts the hat, yeah. like, um, he just, in this nice linen suit. But I don't know, I got a sense of science, uh, science of the Lambs, of, like, not that he would end there, but, like, I don't know. No, it definitely wouldn't, like, end there, but... But, like, that he w- wouldn't hunt down Clarice. No, and, well, and especially, that's what Hannibal shows, like, that he, like, almost, like, loved her because at the, towards the end of Hannibal she handcuffs herself to him and instead of chopping her hand off he chops off his own hand oh so Hannibal oh the movie yeah not the show yeah the movie oh yeah. gotcha yeah Anthony Hopkins portrayal Anthony Hopkins character of Hannibal not a uh, I'm forgetting that he's a Danish actor that portrays him on Hannibal he's a great actor I'm just blanking on his name Mads Mikkelsen mm, yeah he is a little over 16 minutes in Silence of the Lambs. Jesus. For a movie that's 
Definitely over. I mean, it's got to be over. Two I think hours. this is the shortest one in the series. This is a little over two hours. I wouldn't. I, I think most of them are like two fifteen. Oh, okay. Sons Lambs. I just want to look it up for. Um, with you, why is it? This gives two different times for the Sons of Lambs. This is 118 minutes, but then it says 138 minutes original cut. Well, I don't think we've seen the original cut, you know. So it's like not even theatrical, just like an original cut was 100. So 118 minutes, that's shorter than this. Oh, okay. That was wrong. Right? Yeah. Um, The point being, so uh, 102 minutes of Silence of the Lambs is without Anthony Hopkins. Good to know, that's for sure. So even Agent Will Graham needs help from Hannibal right now, and he's just like, it's just crazy, like to see again, like he just just like in Silence of the Lambs, he does just such a good job of like taunting. He's like, oh, I already know exactly what's going on. I think this movie even gets into like the Tooth Fairy and him are even kind of, like, in, like, cahoots and he doesn't want the Tooth Fairy to get caught. Like, he's not being helpful at this point. Like, hmm. versus, like, with Clarice, like, he was genuine. He was taunting her by all means. I mean, the movie's called Silence of the Lambs is because he taunts her about that whole story of the lambs being slaughtered and everything yeah. like that. But this movie, like, he's obviously hates Will because he's incarcerated because of him, but Clarice, like, at least we find out, especially in Hannibal, that he's, like, in love with her. But... At least in Silence of the Lambs, I think he has a bit of a, a bit of a thing for her or something like that. Yeah, I, I mean it's not clear. Like he either like respects her or is in love with her. I mean, yeah. again, if you want to take the whole series as one, yeah, he he is in love with her. But I can't wait for more of our main man. Wonder how much screen time he gets. You think more than sixteen minutes? Um, I don't know. Mm, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, not like a lot less, but there we go. So he's got a. We never find out. I don't think. Or maybe this guy gets killed too. I think this guy. Mm, not sure. Can't remember. <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah. Here on PS. I mean, the last time I watched I this movie was definitely when we watched it for to do the original episode. Yeah. Who do you seen? There's a gumball machine. <laughs> <laughs> so as we record this, the uh, the Emmys were last night. Oh, I didn't look up any. Uh... Uh, Game of Thrones won a lot. Dinklage won again. Oh no, I did see that one thing that like show Fleabag won a lot, but it was canceled today. Oh really? Yeah. What? Yeah. It's so ridiculous. Uh, this is like a sad moment. It's like a family family film. I never knew, I mean, I'm assuming people actually did, you know, tapes like this, but I didn't, I didn't know that this was like a thing, I'm sure maybe in like the 80s and 90s that you would like send home footage to someone and they would make like 
a video for you. I guess, yeah, yeah, I don't think about it, but it's true. That I mean, is. it's before, you know, obviously you have your personal computer that you could do it all on uh, iMovie or something like that. But it's just weird that, like, they sent this foot. I mean, we find out it's a creepy, it's a, it's the, like, crux of the film that we find, yeah. you know. But the, the dad's, like, hitting on the mom and, I don't know, just, again, sending out, like, your personal footage to a stranger, even if it's a company, like, you know, an individual's watching it. Yeah, but I guess, like, the people were used to that because they were, like, get their film developed and stuff. That is true. <laughs> There's actually... <laughs> You'll appreciate this as a high school story for your podcast, High School Slumber Party. You guys should check that out. Thank you. But a... Uh, <laughs> there's like a roll of film I'm sure now is like probably not good I don't know how film works like if you have it like in the thing and like it's not developed yet but what'd like, you major in? communication arts oh yeah not film and not still photography oh, <laughs> it did, yeah it was digital filmmaking concentration <laughs> digital filmmaking so I don't know how it works with a still camera like how long a roll is like not developed for if you can just bring that in at any point I think you can anyway uh <laughs> I just remember, like, changing in my room after, like, going in the pool with friends one time, and our friend Wes, I had, like, a disposable camera, and he grabbed it, and, like, when we were just, like, facing back-to-back and, like, changing or whatever, he took a picture, and so I've never developed, like, this one. Probably expired. Yeah. Well, I don't don't know. I don't know how that works. (laughs) So Will is collecting all the clues. He found out about the door on the garage, not the garage, but the side door. Was finding a uh, gotcha. What would, what would you call that? A bottle can tab, I guess. Yeah, not from a tab. Well, maybe it was from tab. Though. Yeah, not yeah, not specifically. It could be. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, so sorry. I mentioned the Emmys because we, oh, we yes. you know, our main influence been often really never ventured into TV, but it was about to, which is a shame. Well, he did Empire Falls. Yeah, okay, fair. But I meant more like a... And that famous, uh, what was the, like, independence, like... Oh, 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 that, like, Liberty. I'm just trying to think of, yeah, like, Liberty it... and, like, the episode of Arthur. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> no, but... No, I... but you, he was about to... His biggest venture into the world of television, the small screen. Was whatever became Happiness, right? No, Happiness is the movie. No, not Happiness. Like... It has a title like that. But that wasn't the title with Hoffman. With one of your guys in it. Steve Coogan? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, there we go. The symbol of the red dragon. So he was watching them from a distance. Yeah, Freddie Lowndes. And the great Ellen Burstyn is in this. Apparently. Yeah, there's a lot of... Oh, yeah, I took some stills. Of, let me let me read a little fun facts right now. There's a lot of... There's some... Uh, you know, there's obviously some Academy Award winners in this film. We've got um, three Oscar winners. Sir Anthony Hopkins, Phil Turner Hoffman, and Ellen Bernstein. Uh, five act, five Oscar nominees. Edward Norton, Ray Fiennes, Emily Watson, Lalo Schifrin, and Harvey Keitel. Who the heck is Lalo Schifrin? Mm, I have to sure. look that up. So we're about to get our introduction to the Red Dragon himself. Oh, he was in the beginning. He's the um, 
He's the composer that was conducting. Oh, in the thing, you know what he's so nominated I guess, for? I get, I get. He's an, he's nominated, I guess, for. Oh, let's say nominated. Oh, he's an actual composer. Yes, and gotcha. Brett Ratner used him. Actually, he he used him for the rush rush hour, or he was in the music department. I don't think he was the composer, but he maybe, probably gave like advice or something like that. Hmm. That's interesting. So Ray Fiennes put on like fifteen pounds of muscle for this. Wow, role. he's a guy people say that like has certainly deserved an Oscar. But, oh yes, he's. But he hasn't had like that signature role to give it to him, I guess. I mean, if you, I mean, earlier in his career with especially like Schindler's List, uh, that you know, uh, what's um, what's the what's the what's the big one that like Harry like, Potter? No, but <laughs> he looks kind of like Voldemort. Yeah, with with the, like putting those like yeah with the mask on, yeah with the crunch nose and the sharp teeth and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, well, what's oh god, what's that? What's that like? You know when like romance epics were like. It's a war movie. Um, oh God! God what's his, what's his? I know it. It always gets made fun of. Um. Mm, guys, start screaming at maybe I'll hear hear you via the English patient. Yeah, the English patient. Faint, you know, really mocked in Seinfeld. There's a Seinfeld episode like. Why yeah, does everyone like that film? Oh yeah, and oh, and well, the Seinfeld covers a lot of Ray Fiennes films because then he uh, Jerry makes out during Schindler's List. Look, look, look. take it from Freddie. You saw that? Oh yeah, it was a. <laughs> oh, Jerry does make out to Schindler's List. Yeah. So what does he like? Admire Hannibal? Yes. Or he wants his eyes. I think he admires him. He looks at him. Yeah, as just like kind of a an evil genius. Um, I mean, he definitely could have been, I don't think he was nominated, but, I mean, he's fantastic in the Grand Budapest Hotel. Ray Fiennes, that is. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. That's, like, one of his, like, last, like, really great ones, in my opinion, so far. This is a cool scene, just seeing, like, Hannibal out of his, uh, cell. Out of the cell, yeah. Do you ever get to see him in the mask in this film, or no? Um, I don't think so. No. This is a this movie. You know, this movie actually just from you saying like the house. It has some good sets. Yes, there's some good set pieces. And you know, and sets are. Uh, I don't want to say like a dead thing because obviously not. No, but well, just a movie I just mentioned. I mean, because specifically because like. It's like the title, but like the Grand Budapest Hotel, like that's just like a great location film, you know. And Wes Anderson does that a lot. All of his are very from the Darjeeling Limited to Life Aquatic. He's yes, very he's almost the opposite in that royalty, trend. You know? Very stylized. Yeah. And what's the name of that? Let's do a shout out to that. What's the bar that? Oh, Sweet Afton. Sweet Afton in uh, Astoria. Queens in Astoria. That uh, the set designer, right? Uh, kind of went in and did like a little Wes Anderson set designer. Yeah, apparently they redid the bar. It's uh, I I saw them doing it. I didn't see the finished product, but can't wait to go back. Uh, one of my favorite bars in Queens. Yeah, I definitely uh, have. I been there. 
Yes. Okay. I thought. If you haven't, I'd be shocked because I used to go there all the time. I feel like I've even been there like on dates in the past, but I feel like it really? was a place that I went with you. I, I would but, say most definitely. Yeah. But if not, it was like. There was a time that, like, when we were like going to uh, like the. Um... Whew. Oh, that's scary. Halloween. Uh, when we, when we would be going to like the beer gardens and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, so but I yes, I, I I look forward to it because I think it's cool. Like if you guys are into Wes Anderson and he always has kind of cool, uh, you know, paintings in his movies and stuff like that. And so I, I like it because at Sweet Afton they have those similar like portraits, uh, and they have it for like past workers there, so like a chef that used to be there, they have a portrait of hanging up, so cool stuff like that, so as a, as a foodie and a, and, a, and a, you know, a food and film nerd, that's kind of cool. So Hannibal helping out Will Graham even more, saying that uh, Francis is evolving, or the Red Dragon, because we don't know his name yet, or they don't know his name yet. <laughs> You know, this movie, now that I watch it, like, I remember kind of enjoying it, but, like, now, I don't know, maybe because I've seen it before, it feels a little slow. Well, I think it's, I mean, it's very dialogue-driven, and this, not that the cinematography is bad, but since there's a lot of dialogue, it's a lot of, like, tight, you know, like, close-ups like this, and like you said before, even when, like, Harvey Keitel and him, like, sitting and talking... So it's very much a film that, not that it's not good for what we're doing right <laughs> now, but you definitely have to be paying attention to it, because I think it's very dialogue-driven. I, I think it's interesting. So it got 68% by the critics. Um, oh, so that's, uh, I know the last name is Spasian. What's his, what's his first name? But that's Barney. That's the yeah, name. Barney. Frankie Fasian. Yeah. <sighs> Faison. Faison. We talked about him on your show, Foodie Films, because he was in Coming to America. Oh, yes, he is. As a landlord. And, and he's going to be back. Maybe maybe he'll be back in it. Maybe Coming to America, too. Maybe he'll... Possibly. So I was going to say Rotten Tomatoes has this film at 68% by the critics, 74% by the audience, which is kind of surprising. I mean, it's a really good score. Yeah, that is a good score. It was a very enjoyed film in its day. Um, but I like the... Uh, they have these critic consensus things. And this one says, competently made. <laughs> Everything is a bit too familiar. Mm. I like that, like, with this character right here, this young actress, they're just like, remember, it's the late 80s, early 90s. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'll say, I hate when films, like, put it in your face. This one doesn't, which is good. Yeah, um, I, I guess the things that you get from it are, I don't think think we've seen I mean I know cell phones did exist at that point but I don't think not I've, commonly though. not yeah not commonly but I don't think we've seen like that being used by any characters so far yeah look he's on a well yeah well, not, it's phone. not gonna help <laughs> but there's even him like this is him finding out where Will lives right now I love it. It's just like, it's, you know, the woman on the other end is like, I'm really not supposed to. It's like, yeah, like, if it's a <laughs> government thing and it says, like, you know, classify or whatever it is, like, you know. <laughs> but it was a more innocent time. 
We have to say that. Yeah. Here it is. Yeah, Marathon, that's where he is. In the Keys, but, yeah. Is that a real place? Marathon, Florida? Yeah. I'll look it up. It's good fishing there. Good deep sea fishing. As far as, like, all the sports, all the, all the spots of uh, the key, what? The keys. The keys. These are so creepy. It's yeah. Well, yeah, because what's this? The red dragon is a. I mean, to be see. Yeah. What, uh, uh, a watercolor by somebody. Yeah, I forget the artist. And then it's like, isn't it a story too, or something like that? Chromalux. Um. Is this the first time we're, like, really then getting... We kind of saw his face before. The mask, but... Yeah, it's also, like, Ray finds... It, it, it kind of... This movie does, like, shift gears. It becomes, then, like, his story for a little while. Yeah, that is interesting. That's a good point. By the way, this movie was super successful when it came out. Really? $78 uh, million dollars to make, but $209 million at the box office. It's a good haul. This is this is our girl right here. Yeah, we got a blind Emily Watson, and she of course was also blind in uh, the. No, I can't even make the joke because I was kidding. What's the movie with um, the Del Toro movie with the it won an Oscar, but the the alien that's in like the water tank. Oh, <laughs> the oh, girl's dead. Shape of Water. Yeah, Shape of Water. <laughs> Similar vibe. They should have given this role to Joaquin Phoenix. What? Oh. It's a cleft lip. Sorry. For anyone that has a cleft Yes, I, I saw that. No, but that's not. Joaquin Phoenix is one of your favorite actors. We talked about him extensively on our episode of The Master back in the archives. Both episodes of The Master. He's got a big movie coming out for October, The Joker. That comes out oh, like, right care. after this, like four days after this. And before we were on air, you were discussing how, um, not in that chronology, but it seems like Jonah Hill might play the Penguin. Yes. And of course there was always that rumor that our main man would play the Penguin. People say it's not true, but... Yeah, there's that... a silly poster out there. <laughs> that would have been cool, though. Yeah, I don't think... I definitely don't think... Just from like what Christopher Nolan has said, that like the... Actually, wow, this perfectly ties into this. Christopher Nolan said that the third one was going to be that Two-Face survived and uh, Heath Ledger was going to be a very um, Hannibal Lecter kind of like in a jail cell with Batman using his detective skills trying to find, you know, figure out what Harvey's next move is and talking to the Joker in a Hannibal Lecter capacity. He's such a scary, like. Oh, Ray Fiennes is such an intimidating guy. He's a good-looking guy. He's not like you know some people are intimidating and like not classically handsome. I think he's a classically handsome man. Yeah, but he's very intimidating yeah. and when he, like and scary at some point. <laughs> Just even him in uh, another great role of his in, in Bruges. While it's a dark Ooh. comedy, he's intimidating in it as like the as the mobster but he's also hilarious when he's got I, great comedic chops when I was in college and I guess obviously when you were in college uh-huh. that was like one of the indie movies you had to see yeah like have you seen in Bruges oh man you gotta see in Bruges yeah that was like 
the next after, like, I mean, separated by several years, but like Boondock Saints, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like kind of like a dark <laughs> comedy with like yeah. violence in it. I mean, In Bruges is a much better film than Boondock Saints. Really? You're not a Boondock Saints fan? I'm not a big Boondock Saints fan. I haven't seen it in so long. Norman Reedus and, like you said, The Walking Dead's not a good show. <laughs> it was good, like the first like two or maybe three seasons. I, don't know. I forgot about that. Does he know she's blind? Right. Yes. He must. Okay. No, that was a real. Like he was in the in the room before when he turns when she says you can turn on the lights. He's like he had the look of like okay you can be get ready to be scared of me right now. And then... Oh, yes, yes, that is correct. Yeah. That's a very oddly... I would like to know what kind of knife that is. I mean, she's cutting... I don't think it's a pie knife specifically. But it just has an w- interesting shape to it. I wonder, like, how do you study to become a blind person, you know? Like, because you, your eyes are obviously open, so you can see. It's not like you're wearing blackout glasses. So you're, as an actor, you're saying, how did she prepare for that? Yeah, because you just have to, like... That's a nice one sight. Can pie, by the way. Mm, Foodie good. scene. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, it definitely, you just have to, well, I mean, in the end, it would be something like, almost I think like I would maybe be good at, because like, it's like fantastic when you don't have to make eye contact with somebody. <laughs> I, but just, yeah, but just like, you know, it's not just making, not making eye contact. No, it's, like, I mean, it's also definitely up. her, but it's her mannerisms and stuff like that, something that our main man is a master of. Absolutely. And she's a great, she's a terrific actor. Everyone with their great, Hannibal, this is a superhero movie. Hannibal has amazing smell, sense of smell. She has amazing sense of like hearing and stuff like that. Sense of hear. Sense of listening. I know. Sense of hearing. It is sense of hearing, right? But like it just sounds weird, doesn't it? Sense of hear. (laughs) Sense of ears. Yeah, he's got like the cleft lip, but like I said, he's not like hideous. He's not like a deformed no, person. No, I mean that's also so- something that again, like, ooh, what? Well, that's a little pushy. Well, she wanted. To t- oh, I thought at first. I mean, she wanted to touch it. In your in your youth, in your uh, where's this gonna go? In your, <laughs> in your uh, slightly younger years, you were considered the master of the first date. <laughs> Did you ever attempt something like that on the first date? Like a finger suck? Try, try. <laughs> what is this? What is this? You know, this curious. Is a, this is already, I know it's a Halloween episode, but I don't want to scare people that much. Jesus Christ. No, we know that you never scared anyone on the first date. No, I'm sure I did. I'm not, <laughs> but like, not on purpose. Like, no, not, not like because you were like... No, more like, wow, this guy is like immature and not ready like, for <laughs> anything substantial, and I don't want to waste my time with him. You were like, yep, at the time. You know, this movie has a lot of phone calls. It does. 
Phone call, the movie. Oh, that's, I mean, that's that's a lot of police work or, I guess, agent work for you. Yeah, I guess that's pretty accurate, then. I would like to rewatch Silence of the Lambs now. I think it's more her talking to people in person and that kind of stuff. Yeah. This, this one is much more... I don't know. Oh, yeah, this is the... How did that, that's such a, that's a, like a Heath Ledger Joker thing to have. Like, how did he get... Ooh, the mask, the mask. Ooh, we did get the mask. Yeah, nice. I forgot. But, like, how did Francis get, like, the note in the toilet paper? That's such a very specific... Like, I feel like they could find out, like, he, like that's, like, only something, like, he would have to, like, pay somebody off for that to specifically happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so that, that I feel like as then a detective or as an agent, you should be able to kind of figure out just from there, <laughs> like, who puts stuff in his cell. Like, there can't be that many people. No, definitely not. It's an interesting shot right here. I don't know what you call it, but like, a circle. Like, yeah, keeps... circling, yeah. Like, it started up really close. I'm adding uh, Wedding Crashers right now. (laughs) (laughs) To say I love me. (laughs) Weren't they going to do a sequel of that? I think so, yeah. Yeah, That's a movie that doesn't age that well. Um, Someone we both know I saw on his Facebook, Christian Larson, who's been on my podcast. I believe for a series he did, he he did uh, Old School. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was saying, and, you know, I might agree that old school aged a lot better than Wedding Crashers. Oh, okay. I'd have to see them both now, but, you know, like, I wouldn't probably have thought that at the time. I could see that just in the sense that besides Luke Wilson's um, love interest in that movie, that actress from, like, Grey's Anatomy and stuff like that. Yeah. Ellen because let's let's put it this way: when people say it doesn't age well, it tends to mean towards like treating women not properly, women race, yeah, exactly, <laughs> ethnicity, certain ethnicities. That's what you know, not aging well means. Well, they so, could also mean like, like almost the, the score, like in Wedding Crashers, like we've said. Yeah, but corniness like, of certain elements. Yeah, but. In the end, people would like, okay. be more forgiving of that. So, I would say just because there is, a, you know, less female presence and also, like, the plot of Wedding Crashers is them crashing weddings and trying to get laid, you know, there's you're just already at a disadvantage of something aging well versus old school, which is about, you know, in the end, guys being stupid and silly and immature and starting a fraternity. Gotcha. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, because they kind of like where both of them get their comeuppance. Like even if, even if you asked me back then, which film do you think is more problematic? I would have said Wedding Crashers. Probably. No pun intended there. I don't know. I mean, way on a tangent here. <laughs> What's this about? 
Oh, he's just like, I need to go to Baltimore fast, so I'm taking a helicopter. Yeah, because he needs, because they didn't want it. They don't want Hannibal, Hannibal to be suspicious of not being in his cell, but they needed to read it, and there's not like he can't, like, there wasn't, like, the internet that he could, like, take a picture and, like, send it to, you know, email yeah, to you right. right away. But the Hannibal gets his tell right here because he sees the uh, latex gloves out the back. That's how observant he is. I mean, but, uh, like, a janitor could have latex gloves. I think it would be more that, like, oh, who's this new guy? Well, that too, but, I mean, they just, they, I mean, I guess it's the latex gloves. I mean, <laughs> they specifically focus on the latex gloves, so, I guess. So, they, basically, they figured out that uh, Lecter knows him. Well, it's Red Drag. Not that he knows him, but that Francis was reaching out to him, and now they're letting Hannibal like reach back out to him to, you know, uh, hopefully catch him a little bit better. So that's Ken Lung, right? Isn't that that actor's name? I'm not sure. Let's he's know. he's well. <laughs> he said the one movie before that Ed Norton's also in, and he plays the karaoke guy keeping the faith. Oh my god! But he's you're in, right. But then he's in <laughs> he's in Brett Ratner movies. I think he's I think he's the bad guy in the first Rush Hour. The guy that gets his car. Not oh, the, the, not, the not, blonde not, one. Yeah, not not obviously. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's like. And then he's in, and then he's in X Men Three. He has that shitty like porcupine power. Oh, I forgot about that. You're right. Yeah. So he's a he's a like Don Cheadle kind of is. He's a uh, collaborator of of uh, Brett Ratner. Huh. Yeah. I didn't realize that he was the guy in Rush Hour. I guess like the his hair dyed blonde tips me off. And then he's in, like, Lost. Lost just celebrated its whatever anniversary. I guess that would be 15th anniversary since it started. Ooh, and Friends at its 25th, right? Yeah. I was re- with, with, with the anniversary of Friends, I was reading a lot of Friends, uh, like, anti-Friends stuff. That, I knew that was going to happen, and we don't have to talk about it here, but I knew that was going to happen. Um... Because whenever there's pro stuff, there's always going to be anti stuff. Yeah, and that that was something not in the sense of like again like because of offending people, but they're just like, oh, it just didn't age well. If it's it, like, I'll also, put it this way: if it didn't age well, why is the pop up in New York sold out and the tickets five hundred dollars uh, to go? Well, because you have fans that were still fans of it back then. No, but it's so popular among people who weren't even oh, okay. conscious. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying this. There's a it. great book on it. I wish I could think of the author's name. That yeah, a lot of things didn't age well, but for some reason, that's one of the shows that has like stood the test in time in ter- terms of like young people today still watching it. I mean, it is a good show for young people to watch just because it is about like being younger and like. That you know, being young and living in New York. Yeah, like it, it's weird, and you know, we have to talk about this now. But um, 
It's like junk food, you know? Uh, Sitcoms are like junk food. You know? So Yeah, so Lecter gave him the marathon address. I just wouldn't think you would ever have to wear a long sleeve shirt to bed in the keys. <laughs> You're right, in the keys. Yeah. That's so crazy. I love old cop cars. Like the square ones? Yeah, just the boxy ones. Where do they go? I forgot. I think back to, like, D.C. I mean, they're on a farm now, I guess. Or that's what they go to her family's farm. Which is really dumb. Like, if you're going to hide out, you know, like, don't go to some place where it's, like, a family member's. Yeah. Yeah, Mary Mary Louise Parker doesn't get much to do in this movie. So... It's like a different kind of mask for Hannibal. I know this isn't like a... <laughs> that one's weird. He looks yeah. like Artie Lang. Like, oh, sorry. That's <laughs> so <okay>. mean. <laughs> I know uh, this isn't like a film you would make toys for, but I picture well, like... like... I mean, not toys, but obviously they're like collector things for movies. Yes, yes, okay. But I think of like a toyetic film as Jurassic Park. Yeah. You know? I, which is the toys I had the most of as a kid. Ghostbusters, films like hook, that. yeah. Okay. Well, I did. Not, not no, yeah, like I wouldn't consider that a super toyetic film, but yeah. Jurassic Park is a great example, right? Yeah. And whenever you'd see, oh, I forgot that he like teaches her how to shoot. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, where this is gonna come back to? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, oh, she's not in the movie a lot, and then he decides to show her how to shoot. I wonder if that pays off. <laughs> um, but okay, so a movie like Jurassic Park, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, they, wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, yeah. We'll put the Jurassic Park thing on hold. He's trying to get Leeds family autopsy photos. Okay. Dirt sandwich. (laughs) That's great. So they're going to feed the press. Yeah, they, they, they pretty much get our main man killed. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's I like don't think they big, care either. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, in the yeah, end, sideburn game, game in this film. Yeah, pretty nice. What his other Freddy characters talented Mr. Ripley, right? That's the other. Yeah, Freddy Miles. Freddy Miles. Tommy, 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 Tommy. I like his like members only jacket. I could see. I know it's different decades, but I could see like Freddy Miles becoming this guy. He's <laughs> like, an asshole. Like, except Freddy Miles comes from money, and I don't think anyone from money take this kind of job. <laughs> Don't you love that, like, Hoffman snicker? Like yeah. that Hoffman. It would be great if he ate a snicker while snickering. 
Because, I mean, they are trying to set a trap for the Tooth Fairy to show up there. Yeah. He's such a, he's such a scumbag. Sleaze. Yes, yeah, sleazy. <laughs> Kaitel gives great fucks. Yes. <laughs> Is it the only time he's with Harvey Kaitel? I guess so, right? What's that? The, the only time he's with Harvey Kaitel. Um, yeah, I think so. Well, Philip Seymour Hoffman did play the Declaration of Independence and National Treasure. So. <laughs> we the people. Uh, he did read it. Is that the Constitution? Or is that, is that, what's, who starts with the people? Is that the Declaration? That's the Declaration. Okay, that is Declaration. Okay. No, 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 no. No, that's the Constitution. Yeah, that is Okay. Yeah. So you're right. It, it would, and this is the tie into uh, it looked like a blue suit for a second. I was going to make a. Uh, this is track pants, never mind. Such a weird picture. Yeah. I, I would love to get that picture. Pull a big ass knife, doesn't he? You ever see a newsstand person who didn't want to sell a paper? Yeah, like, it's early. Like It's like a quarter. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Ooh, scary. Up oh, here we go. I never got, like, those cars, like, the tire in the back. It was, like, a half-tire case. Yeah. That's interesting. Yikes! (laughs) PSH came in strong right there, just as far as, like... (laughs) A van is parked, and he like got out of the car with such authority of like fucking dickhead, like taking my spot. Like, it was yeah, just, you know, if it was like you were already kind of like approach with caution, yeah. like why someone was like, "Hey, by the way, this is my spot." Yeah, uh, this this is this even before like the violence happens, like it's just so creepy to me. Yeah, this is one of the creepy scenes in the movie. I mean, this is a great scene between two fantastic titans yes. of acting, but just he's glued. Oh, just like that feeling. So it's like. Oh. Oh. Like, you ever get, like, crazy glue on your fingers? Or, like, something like mm-hmm. that? Like, imagine, like, your whole body. He's, I'm gonna put this out there. He's got weird toenails. <laughs> this is a movie that definitely shows off his, uh... Physique? His, his physique. You know, he's never afraid to show his body off. No, we definitely also got that in Before the Devil Knows You're Dead with his intimate scenes with Marissa <laughs> Well, <laughs> but it's interesting that he's never, like, for a guy who's maybe not in the best shape, and he's in pretty good shape here, so I'm not saying Yeah, that. no, he's, he's, he's like, this is not me taking a shot at him. He's, like, Hollywood fat. Like, that's what, like, hot, like, <laughs> no, but that's what, like, hot, like, you know, like, I mean, there's comedians, there's even, I feel like there's been shows that, like, about the industry that talk about this. And they're just like, yeah, like, you're TV fat. Like, <laughs> like it's just like, he's not. But, like, he, like, a lot of actors won't take their shirt off unless they're, like, jacked. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he never really cared about that. Yeah, he owns it. Good for him. Oof, chilling. Yeah, this is just 
if you found yourself in this predicament, like, would you even, like, entertain the questions? Or just be like, look, just, I'd be like, just kill me. You know? <laughs> I don't know. I would be terrified of being pissing and shitting myself. <laughs> Which would really suck in this situation. Yes. No, and this is just like, I mean, just a great scene in the sense, I mean, up until now, it was just like, you know, Ray finds his voice and just focusing on our main man. But this is the the terrifying part. That just, Danny Elfman's, again, his score really helps here. It's just close fo- up, yeah. No, it's just like, he's just so terrified. He's so matter-of-fact about it. Too. Yeah. And I think like they wanted to show the different styles in him and also, Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. And Ray Fiennes really shows off his body right now, too. I think this was on the trailer. Yes. The flexing. Because, yeah, like, it maybe was... Maybe the butt. Yeah. <laughs> Crack is whack. That. Yeah, that. Because it was like, is there, like... I, like, honestly, for, like when I remember seeing the trailer, I'd be like, is there supposed to be, like, some kind of weird, like, not, like, sci-fi element to it? <laughs> like, almost like what, like, they do with, like, James McAvoy and, uh... uh the, the M. Night Shyamalan, like, last couple of movies. Oh. He plays like the beast character, yeah. whatever his character's name is. The Great Red Dragon is the name of the painting by William Blake. William Blake, that's what I was trying to, yeah. Do you see now? Oh, this is so creepy. Yeah. Oh God! He just so nails like terrified in these in this in this role. You know, for such like a scumbag character, you did feel like really bad for him right now. Yeah, no, because he's not. You know, he's not. Well, he's not. He's not. He's not so bad that he deserves to die. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we don't know him enough. You know, we don't see him like cheating on his wife or something like that. I think they could have done a better job. I know they didn't have enough time. I think they could have done a better job setting up the character. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know. I think they're, they're just lucky that they got Philip Seymour Fair. for this role. Fair. And again, I mean, so we have to look at this. Like, so this is 2002. Like, he still really hasn't had, like, he's been in some great movies by this point, but it still isn't, you know, it's not it's pre-Capote. Yeah, very good point. But I think, like, Hollywood has gotten... Uh, I don't want to say gotten... Uh, how can I put it? Hollywood, at this point, understands maybe that they could have something in Philip Seymour Hoffman at this point. Yeah. Just look po- at this oh, cast. Po- po- he- Post-Boogie Nights, that was, you know, people in the industry knew he was a talent. So, again, they're lucky to have him, but since this is, like, pre-Capote, like, he's a guy that's still, like, he's like, wait, I get to work with Ed Norton and Ray Fiennes. Oh, actually, no, this is uh, to read, uh... Oh, this, is, this scene goes on for... This scene does go on for a while. He does get a lot of screen time. Yeah, which is great. By the way, so what I've been looking up is where the painting is. Because I thought it was in the Brooklyn Museum here in New York where we're recording. But, actually, a sister painting is. And it makes more sense that the, the Great Red Dragon 
and the woman clothed with the sun is the name of the painting. And it's actually in the D.C. gallery, the Washington National Gallery. So it makes sense because this film takes place in that general Ooh. area. Ooh. I remember this part. Yeah, I remember this part because it was like, oh, 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 just that image. Oh, and this is, uh, and that's that's the end of our main man. Well, no, this is the end of our main that's man. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's I don't think like, he's a like dad. That's like, like that. Like we get to see him some more here. Yeah. I don't think it was him in the wheelchair actually, but. Oh, actually, this is technically the end because it's recording with him. So, and his voice is so important. So, I, I agree. Great straight to the Red Dragon. Um, so, little Sir Anthony Hopkins, Edward Norton, Rafe Fiennes, and Philip Seymour Hoffman all turned down the original offers to pe- to appear in this movie. What? Having Ted Talley, the original screenwriter of *The Silence of the Lambs*, return to write the script was the clincher in all of them changing their minds. Oh, wow, okay. So, yeah. That's a... uh... Apparently, the the painting was also referenced in the new Godzilla film. King Ghidorah. Oh, maybe. (laughs) I guess because it's a dragon and that stuff. Um, also fun, fun fact for, uh, you know, I'm sure we said this and definitely check out the original episode for this, where we just, you know, discuss the whole film, uh, you know, not watching it. Um, but Nick, Sean Penn and Nick Cage were considered for the role of Francis Dollarhide. So Interesting. Almost, almost a movie that could have, uh, been a double, double dip for <laughs> P.S. I love and cage club we never got one no we did never get one i i think we've said this but i could have seen filtzmer hoffman and con air yes i was yeah there's a lot there's there's a lot i mean i could have seen him in adaptation in some way there are more cage movies that i could see hoffman in than hoffman films that i could see cage in because i can really sure. couldn't see him being this character you know it feels more sean penn-esque if you want to say that yeah yeah no that's that's definitely true And then just a, uh, again, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure I said this on the original episode, but yet again, a movie where Jack Black was considered. For the really? Movie. Yeah. Oh my God. There's so many of them. Yeah. It's insane. And the other really fun one that I just need to say, Michael Jackson lobbied for the role of Francis Dollarhide. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kill you. <laughs> That would have been two between Brett Ratner and Michael Jackson. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but also, arguably creepier. If Michael Jackson is... What, like getting naked? And you're like... Uh, oh, okay. Oh, I thought you were, you were just saying... Yeah, yeah. No, yes. I 100% yeah. agree. It was the way you said it. I was like, wait. I'm like, oh, yeah. Totally. Arguably creepier. By sh- yeah. Just like, I'm the red dragon. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, yeah, yeah I need to be old fast, Hannibal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan. I'm gonna get you, Will. <laughs> I 
I don't think anyone would have taken that movie seriously. Though. No! And there, no way they would they have gotten the cast they got. No one's signing up to play against yeah. Michael Jackson. Well, Brett Ratner, he got his start in, like, music videos, and so he, he, he was, like, even Michael Jackson, like, came by the set when they were filming. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. And so it just weirds me out also that Michael Jackson's, like, into this, like, book, probably. You know, like, must have been the book, because obviously before the movie was made, yeah. it's a book, so... Like, yeah, and he wouldn't say he wouldn't pick this random character if he didn't yeah. know it from the book. That's that, and then what's the? There's a famous. What's like the other? He wanted to. Oh, he re, he lobbied he lobbied for another character. Well, there was a character that Robin Williams then ended up. Pl- and I oh well, I think he did really want to play Peter Pan and Hook. Oh, I'm sure. And he was like really hot at the time, so I'm actually surprised they didn't go with him. Like, I mean. It was a little post. That's like right before Free Willy Michael Jackson, but like definitely post, like obviously like bad and thriller. Michael no, Jackson. but he was still pretty. You know, he was doing like history at that point. I think. Yeah, that would just be. Yeah, I, I'm glad. It's, yeah, you know, I'm just saying. Oh, and so bringing back Hook. What were you going to say about toys before? But then oh, okay. I mean, it doesn't have much to do with this film, but, no, but in terms of Jurassic Park, it's a very toyetic film where any little thing they would use on camera they would make a toy of it. Yes. And by the time the second one came out, they're putting things purposely in the film so it becomes a toy. Even Star Wars ended up doing stuff like that, unfortunately. Lucas has even said it and is conscious of it. So I was saying, like, that opposite Hannibal mask, mm-hmm. that's a different one. If this was, like, a toy film, like a kid's film, there would have been another Hannibal with that oh, yeah. mask. Yeah. I, um, I didn't, I didn't collect, I mean, because, you know, we were, when we were young, young, we were in that limbo stage of Star Wars. I'm sure if I had, like, an older brother or something like that, you know, maybe I would have mm-hmm. then had Star Wars toys as a kid. But, like, you know, what? when they? I mean, when they came back on theaters in 97, so we're talking, like, we're 10 when they kind of come back out and when I really started getting into Star Wars. But, so I guess I could have gotten, like, new toys. But anyway, uh, point being that I didn't have, a lot, you know, really Star Wars toys besides, like, lightsabers and that kind of stuff growing up. But I'm really hoping, and Bill Burr was recently on a, on a pod, guested on a podcast, and Bill Burr actually is going to be in the uh, Mandalorian. Which is interesting. Yeah, he's, <laughs> play, he's playing a bounty hunter of sorts, because he's friends with Jon Favreau, and Jon Favreau asked him to be on it, specifically because Bill Burr also like makes fun of Star Wars fans a lot, <laughs> in, a, in a fun, jokingly manner, just like, oh, you nerds, like, and, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so he said on this podcast that he was his body was like scanned. So I'm really gotcha. hoping that they come out with a Bilber Star Wars figure, which I will 100 percent buy. <laughs> Nothing would give me greater joy than like keeping that like in a box and meeting Bilber and having him sign that. Did Philip Seymour Hoffman ever get a toy? I think in Hunger Games probably. I think they made Hunger Games toys. Did they? Yeah. Oh, and. Mm, I was gonna say Mission Impossible, probably not Mission Impossible. I don't think I don't Hunger think Games made, has the best chance. Yeah, but I don't think they made a toy of it. Honestly, I'm looking it up. You know what I would have loved to see, and I don't think they'll ever do it. A pop. Not that I collect them a lot, but you know the Funko Pop. I think they would eventually do one of maybe a character of his. I could see what a, character doubt. I could see Capote. They do some pretty obscure Funko Pops. That's true. He, he didn't do or twi- 
Twister, honestly, like, or even honestly, Scotty J, like, n- nerd obscure ones like that, I could see happening. Maybe. Maybe. I'm looking it up now. Oh, what? A tiger? I don't remember a tiger being in this. <laughs> Gotcha. Nope, can't find any Hoffman toys on the quick online search. Did find a cool Etsy store that has some awesome Hoffman shirts. I don't know if it's approved by the family or anything, but... because they're building, I mean, I don't know, what, I, th- I, I think, I mean, Emily Watson is a terrific actor, and, I mean, they do, I mean, it's odd chemistry, obviously it's supposed to be between their characters, but it's kind of the most, I almost feel like they're like, we need, like, a female character in this movie in a way, like, it just, I mean, I, I, I didn't read the book. Yeah, I was going to say, I wonder if it's a character in the book. I just think she, she, it is kind of the weakest, not the, I, I want to say character, but I think it's definitely, no, but like the weakest plot point of the film. No, no, I'm laughing because, so I'm looking up if there's any like Philip Zimmer Hoffman merchandise, uh-huh. and this is $300, but as, as a big Hoffman fan as I know you are, look at this. I mean, what is Hoffman almost famous signed autograph by 10 photo? Look at the photo. But it's not almost famous. Yeah, I know. Punch drunk club. I know. <laughs> and someone's going to bid three hundred dollars for a mislabeled. Can you make comments on eBay? <laughs> we should post this on our social media. Wow, that's funny. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of like I, I like this movie, but I'm kind of like annoyed that our main man is gone from it. Yeah. And we still have, uh, I don't know, it's not the time mark on it right now, but we still have a little, a little bit to go. We're at like an hour and a half, 28 minutes right now. Yeah, so guys, if you like something skipped in your internet or even our system, we're around an hour 28. It, it's the uh, conversation with... The Red Dragon and his, his new girlfriend, the blind girl. She's drinking beer. <laughs> red Dragon and the blind girl. <laughs> it's so weird. You, you said this before, but these set pieces, like, might be, besides the music, the most memorable thing. Again, besides the Hoffman stuff, too, the most memorable. The yeah, they have great actors film. in this movie. But yeah. I remember this living room so distinctly. Yeah. Yeah, they have some really great sets in this movie. I would have thought they would have made like a Maybe one action day. figure of him for, um, for like you're right like for Hunger Games. They're but. eventually going to run out of things to make Funko Pop stuff. Yeah, he's got enough characters that like you know that like you know because there's some pretty obscure like the fact that they're making like Taika Waititi nothing against Taika Waititi 
but like there's like film nerds out there that want you know they they make obscure references sometimes so yeah for sure I mean they've got like one for like Big Trouble in Little China yeah Little Shop of Horrors like maybe we'll get a Lake Quartet a Lake <laughs> yeah yeah what's the most upset the savages Joey Breaker like yeah but like <laughs> I'm thinking it's like a drama. But Capote, I could see because they should do like all the Oscar winner. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, like I, think, I mean, in the series. end, I think yeah, him as Capote would be. It's very distinct. The, the best chance one, but like at the same time, like the, the like Scotty J and uh, and my my Dusty like. They should do like a set, like a, a set of four Hoffman. I mean, him and his Lester Bangs, you know that that's a possibility. Yeah, something we'll have to think about. Maybe in our mid-month of like what you know, cool Funko Pops could be Hoffmanized. Yeah. You know, if they did a Mission Impossible run, they you know true. Like all the bad guys from Mission Impossible. Yeah, but yeah, I would definitely. Ooh, look at the shot. Just like she's nervous. Like, would you want one from? Uh... Of Dusty and like when he has, I don't like, want any Hoffman. When, no, but like when it's like specifically like the hoodie, like over the hat, like it's just <laughs> like a cape and like the got the welding goggles <laughs> hanging down from him and stuff like that. That's so weird. So this is someone that's not a victim yet, right? Yeah, yeah. Because the first two are blonde women. But it's just so weird to have this on in front of her. Ugh. And she works there too, right? Yes. Now I feel creepy because... We're watching it. (laughs) No, because, like, you go to, like, thrift stores and stuff, and they have, like, old photos of people, and, like, oh, these are cool. But, like, I guess what I'm doing is the same thing as he's doing. Oh, you're buying them and then finding those people and killing them? (laughs) (laughs) Busted! (laughs) Caught me. Oh, she figured it out, yeah. It is homework for him. Well, no, she, I don't think she figured Well, no, no, she didn't figure out he's the killer. She figured it out. Because originally, I think thought, think she thought it was like a regular movie. She's like, what's uh, it about? I think maybe she thinks it's a porn. No, but then you hear kids laughing. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what porn you watch, Kyle. That's not a comment on me. Ooh, oh, she, wow, I forgot this part. She's getting... Oh, how creepy. I mean, it's still not nearly as... I mean, well... I get equally bad as, like, Buffalo Bill. Uh, bu- the, the movies clearly are just about sick fucks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's split hairs on yeah. these invented uh, serial No, just trying to, like, I mean, of just, like, the realm of, like, the way they're, like, treating, like, the women and the... But, like, I... Yeah. It's very... Uh, it's like they... Oh, used, oh it's like yeah. a teenager. Like, <laughs> I don't want to wake up, Mom! <laughs> It's got, they have, like, a picture. I guess that woman's supposed to be, like... Oh, I can't remember if that character's supposed to be his mom or his grandmother that we heard Ellen Burstein's voice. Mm, I forgot. But it's just, like... I guess it would be, in the end, like, well, I mean, if you know her, you would recognize her voice. But I guess it would have been too much to have, like, then... Because we never saw her on camera. It would be too much to have a picture of her as the picture that was on his nightstand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that would just be... Yeah, it would be weird if there was a portrait of Ellen Burstein. 
going for it. I don't think we have frontal, right? Nope. Oh, we well, we do, we do. That's some dong. We do. As soon as I said that. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. What is this? What is he, I forget a lot of things from this one. Not a lot of things, but just... Do you think he's, like, a little disturbed? (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) He feels the need to kill her. You felt that need, too, with... Shut up. (laughs) Even if you're not blind... Blonde or blind? Blind. (laughs) Why are you... What? I mean, I guess you just slept with the person, so like you, you've had like, the, but like I don't, I, I wouldn't like like wake up and just be like walking around the lawn. But specifically, again, like I'm not saying, oop, oh yeah, I forgot that part. This is like always disturbing to watch. Like again, I don't know what it's like to be someone in this position, yeah. but you imagine it's something like this. Okay, I think, I feel like this definitely must have happened already. I mean, we've been talking a lot, like... Sorry, guys, not talking, <laughs> talking through your no, movie. No, not, 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 not of, like, just the movie that we're, like, I haven't been paying attention, like, very much. I could have quick missed this part already, but doesn't he eat, like, the famous... Oh, wait, no, this is what happens. Oh, that's why I thought it was at the Brooklyn Museum. But apparently this one is now in D.C., and there's another one at the Brooklyn Museum. I could be wrong. Yeah. But that's what I just okay. read. And this is this is what I thought. I was like, oh, did I miss it? Did we miss this? It's when he, like, consumes the, the painting, the drawing, oh. whatever that is. Reba. The only Reba I know is Reba McIntyre, McIntyre yeah. <laughs> is that a, is that a, yeah. Have you ever had an attraction to Reba McIntyre? I mean, she's, she's, you know. I think the closest I got maybe was, like, as a child, like, Little Rascals. <laughs> I was like, going to ask you, <laughs> do you remember what her character's name is in that? Because uh, it's, like, it's a, it's a, they think it's a bull. Yeah, guy. like, not AJ. Like, it is, like, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I have to look that up just for Is that a mint jelly? Right I don't know, I guess... Because he's, he's having, like, lamb or something. It would look like it was with mint jelly. That's Which, what I'm saying. Yeah, I had that recently. Lamb. I don't know, I wasn't a fan. It's, it's not something so common today. It's something that's a, that's a dish my mom... It's like a throwback dish. It's, like, not so much in, like, the modern American yeah. cuisine. But, like, I don't want, like, toothpaste on my baby animal meat. You know, <laughs> like... And then, you're right, so we had almost like this mini-movie. A.J. Ferguson. A.J. Ferguson, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, we had this almost <laughs> mini-movie of uh, Ray Fiennes. We got a quick little thing back into Ed Norton's process, and now we're back into yeah, this came movie, the Brooklyn Yeah, Museum. that would be, if I was going to say, like, I mean, the movie is a little too long in the sense that it really, 
Here's yeah. the mint jelly. It's not mint jelly. I thought it was. Oh, this is different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it... What, was that a soup? Yeah, you put soup. it on the lamb yeah. before. Maybe I was look. Maybe there's two green things there. Brooklyn Museum, one of the great museums in the country that I, I don't think a lot of people visit. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been? No. I went in college, and that was the only time I went, but, like, it's... I, I think wanted it's to go over... when they had that Bowie exhibit. Yeah, missed out on that. I uh, feel like they, um... How did I put it? Like, I feel like it gets overshadowed by the Met, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, just, I mean, I mean, being in Brooklyn... Not that Brooklyn is, like, now shunned by people. But no, no, no. It's just, you know, yeah. the, like, the, the Met. Like, yes. you know. Yeah, exactly. Ugh, I'm in the mood for Chianti right now. Oh, Barney. See, I thought maybe that guy in the background was in there. But, like, again, I'm thinking to myself, why pay for the same <laughs> actor? And the original. Yes, he speaks to me. Did you kill this woman or you just hit her over the head? Just something. Ooh, a little patty whacker? Oh, that's insensitive. At least he didn't kill her. That's good. But is he on camera here? So he definitely was going to get caught at this point, right? I would imagine, like, yeah, like even this at is, this time, like, yeah. a, a place that has these, like, priceless artifacts is going to have a camera. Oof. So... Oh. This definitely, we can confirm now, this isn't a true story because this this painting still exists. In yeah, and also, like, come on, you can't, <laughs> you can't eat that freaking. I could. Challenge accepted. Foodie scene? Foodie scene. Foodie scene, yeah. <laughs> what do you, how do you react to that? That, like that. You're right. <laughs> he must have, I wonder what he did with her. I mean, as much as I like the location switch and, like, what the scene looks like, I question the need for that scene, too. Like, if he just ate, like, the print of it, I would even, like, be okay with that rather than, like, the print in his book, you know? I don't like, oh, now he, you know, oh, this guy's crazy. He went to these lunch. I know he's crazy already. Yeah, well, okay, so what do you think is... Was he consuming, because when he clearly kind of, like, made the decision to go up and, like, and do that, it's when he was contemplating, like, when he was arguing, saying, like, no, I'm not going to kill her. So did he do that to try, try to destroy the Red Dragon, or was like, do I fully become the Red Dragon once I consume this? I don't know. 
That's what, because then the way he looked happy when leaving there, it almost seemed like I am at full power now. You know, like that that kind of style. Yeah. But when he was in the arguing, it almost felt like this is like a last resort. I need to do this to help destroy this demon in me. Maybe you thought it was going to be one thing, and it yeah, was another it thing. Being, yeah. So they yeah. It's kind of, so at the same time, it, then it also is silly because, again, like, they would have then, I don't know, I mean, it's not like they're calling up places and how how they would have necessarily found out about the Red Dragon painting being, you know, taken at, uh, at the Brooklyn Museum. The point being, there definitely was then video footage of Francis. So it's just kind of silly to have, like, those two scenes at least back to back. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just like, oh, he was going to be caught because of that one scene, but it ended up being totally just like Graham's skills as an agent figuring out the Cromlox story. Yeah, like, if this is a true story, they would show that and not show the other thing. Like, yeah. just to be like... <laughs> yeah, for a suspense movie, there's like not... Yeah. But no, I mean, I still think it's a good movie. I don't want to say it's not a good movie. No, 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 I actually no, no, do no, like no. it. It's just... We're nitpicking because we have to right now. Yeah. I mean, if it was just yeah. me and you and actually not, on the cast, we'd probably yeah, just be watching. Not, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's not our main man on the screen, yeah. so I'll be a bit more... Uh... His hair's so, like, not even in this scene, but in previous scenes, so, like, pointy. Yeah, just, like, non-gelled, poofy, spikiness, like, thing. Oh, and so this is... Yeah, I forgot that they, uh... Ooh, he sees him in there. families. I'm, like, forgetting that. It's, like, the families. Okay. Versus, like, Buffalo Bill was, like, one woman at a time. Yeah. So who's creepier, in your opinion? Francis. Ed Norton, or... <laughs> Francis or Bill? Um... Creepier is different than who do I like like better. I think Francis is creepier, honestly. Really? Yeah, I mean... And it rubs the lotion on its skin and all that? No, I guess creepier, yeah. I don't know. Who scares you more as a character? Uh, Francis. Okay. Buffalo Bill... I'm not in his demographic. Neither am I in Francis's, but... <laughs> no, Buffalo Bill, I think, like, it, it is... You know, the two big criticisms of Buffalo Bill. <laughs> really quickly, I thought this guy was, what's his name? Like, from, like, Swingers and Office Space. Uh, oh. <laughs> like, I saw, like, a, yeah, an no, angle quick. Yeah, like, <laughs> Sex in the City. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, okay. Um, the big criticism... No, this guy is an... He is, yeah, I've seen him and stuff. Yeah. The big criticism of Buffalo Bill 
um, from groups where, and some, you know, some unfairly, some unfairly, veterans groups that like, okay, why do we have to see a freaking like army helmet there? Like, oh, I guess Nam did that to him, kind of. Yeah. And then, you know, transgendered groups that like would imply like, oh, everyone, you know, he got denied a sex change and everyone who's transgendered is crazy, which that I think also, ooh, doesn't age as well. But on the other hand, I don't know. Like, I don't know the psychological profile. I like, what's that actor's name? I like that actor a lot, too. Oh, um, yeah. What's his name? I'm going to look it up right now. That actor's name is... Rubs a little schmutz. Was she the great fat lady? (laughs) Jamie Gum. That's his name? Jamie Gum. Jamie Gum. He's famous for Flubber. <laughs> is he? He is. I mean, he is in Flubber. I just, it's something I know. But no, he's, I mean, he's in, like, Shutter Island. Yeah. Well, he's, yeah. He's in, I mean, he's in Heat. He's in Wild Wild West. He's a character actor. Yes. Famous character actor. Ooh. What's he trying to do here? He's trying to... I mean, you know, he's a obviously split individual thinking that there's... The oh, he's talking about the red dragon. Yeah. And so he's just trying to get her to admit it or whatever, but she's... I mean, she didn't do anything, so then he's just... Do you have any notes on, like, the tattoo itself? Like, obviously it's not a real tattoo. But, like... I mean, I imagine that as took a while. Like the makeup department? Yeah, I'm sure that took a while to put on. I mean, that's also, I'm sure, something that, like, even probably just then, like, well, I mean, how many, how many, see, we get it in, like, like two or three scenes. It's not a lot. Three scenes, like, yeah. I'm assuming, like, they just had, like, an airbrush. I'm just curious if also maybe they filmed those scenes, like, closer in time and then did, like, touch-ups on it between the days maybe. and, like, left with it on it. Uh, I think we're pulling to our big finale. Oh, no, this is one of those movies. This is one of those movies. Tease. Yeah. Oh, I mean, this is the big finale, but there's also like a post finale. No, the big finales like at the house, not this house. At like, I mean, I guess it's your wife. definition of what it is. Like, to me, this is, like, a bigger event. Yeah. Wow, what a shot. You think he's being honest? Like, he believes what he's saying? No, because then also, then he tricks her, because then what he's saying right now, then he... I mean, he's at least lying about, I'll take you with myself, because then he, you know... Fair, fair, true. Then ends up being the guy that he shot with the silencer before.
But I mean, it's like a uh, it's like a misdirection here. It is a misdirection, and it's kind of like okay, so it's a misdirection that he's doing, but he's leaving her for dead. So why trick her like that? Like you're assuming <laughs> that's also, a really good point. You're you're assuming like oh she will get out because she like like yes made earlier in the movie like she's reminding people right now she's good at remembering like the steps it takes to get into places. But you just surrounded the house in fire, so you're making again. It's just like I don't know for like a heat of the moment, like this again, like uh, yeah, like how would you know she would get out? It's almost like here, this is the way out, and then like and then you do that almost. Yeah, yeah, that is a little odd. That's a good point. Uh, But still, would you trust a blind lady? Yeah, that's weird. Like, like you said, there's no guarantee she would have gotten out of that. Yeah, so I guess, I guess it's. I mean, that is the best. Like, cover all your bases. Like, even if she does. And again, but again, why? I guess because you don't want. I guess the whole thing. I don't want to kill her, but I also. What I mean, I mean that's a going back to like Batman Joker. It's just like I'm not gonna kill you, but I'm not gonna save you. Or who's he says that to somebody? <laughs> he says that to Ra's al Ghul. Like I'm not gonna yeah. kill you, but I'm not gonna save you. So it's like he's not killing her, but he's not saving her. But in the case that she does get out, like it's. Just I guess. Way. Yeah. No. 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 Exactly. I'm not defending the movie. I'm just trying to think of maybe what he was. But this is one of those misdirections too, where I don't think anyone on the first watch was like, "Oh, he's definitely dead," even though we saw that corpse. Like, it'd be like they're ending the movie like that. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, exactly. Especially when they set up the entire thing with his family. Yeah, and this is one of the actually the like closer. It's not the actually no. He there's like a double take of it because I think once he then gets shot in the end, I think there is a final scare again. But this is like a double tap of a very horror element of the like, mm-hmm. surprise. But I think there is literally at the end. I mean, you just covered. Scream recently, which, I mean, while being a movie that's very meta and has characters discussing it for, like, the final shock surprise of the killer, this movie, I believe, does that at the end, too, if I'm yeah. correctly. Like, the jump scare. You've earned... That's a weird thing to say. We found this... In, yeah, you've earned it. First dibs at reading The Book of the Psycho. <laughs> that was in back then, which I'm surprised I don't think that other jacket that looked like that it was a little too big. That's a yeah, very a Joey Tribbiani look. <laughs> Aw. It's so weird it's so sad and weird. Back in Marathon. Yes. I mean, well, no, wait, wait. His exact life? Like, having a house in Marathon? Yes. <laughs> going through all that to have the house in Marathon and going through what his family's about to go through right now? No, I didn't mean that. Okay. I don't know. You ask me some questions sometimes. No, I meant, like, would you take, I, like... I know in the end you, like, want me to be tortured for all my life, so. <laughs> Not tortured necessarily like this, but...
Isn't it Rafe Mandy? They keep saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For yeah. Also, I, I want to. You know, since we have this platform, <laughs> Ra- Rafe. Just spell it like Rafe. Don't spell it like Ralph. It's like Anthony Hopkins. We've got Anthony that goes by Anthony. <laughs> Those weird English Welsh ways of ex- of uh, pronouncing things. Yeah, we pronounce things the way they're supposed to in America. <laughs> the king, oh, I mean, the president's broken, English. Broken mirrors. That's got to be such a terrifying feeling. Like the phone's ringing. That's very. That was a very. That was like the same phone ringing scream. Yeah, very nineties phone ring. So I'm reading. Uh... Definitely very Ooh. coincidental timing of Jack finding out the DNA thing, and it's the perfect time for Francis to get down from wherever they were. Was I mean, were they in Virginia? What, I forget now, like what state, like they ended up. He ended up being because I know he went from state to state. Yeah. The point being to get down to Marathon. Uh, yeah, this is definitely, I feel like, the most suspenseful part of the movie. You know? Because it's characters that we don't know what exactly happens to them. Yeah, and again, ooh, like I always remember that shot. What is he? It's a piece of the mirror, right? Yeah, it's a shard of the mirror. But he's got... Ew. <laughs> no, don't say that. No, but like we didn't... Like, all right, we... No, but then, I mean, they do it for a reason, because then he... Makes them feel... Oh, yes. Okay. Now I remember. What a horrible... This kid's gonna grow up to be yeah. fucked up. I, how much would you, like, explain to the kid, look, this is why I did it? You go to therapy right away, yeah. and then just even throughout time, like, if it's that, like, then you show him the case files yeah. of, like, <laughs> like, this is that what that bad guy was trying to do to you, that's how he was treated, so I tried my best to scare him. Also, quick thinking here, and not, like, because, like, that's your kid, emotional reaction, you're not like, hmm, look, so good for him. And if that didn't work, <laughs> ooh, Uh, at least he says to his kid right down, run, run, so he knows he, like... <sighs> A lot of stabbings. Yeah. Don't stand, like, by the thin... Okay. <laughs> That's a pretty... I, I No offense, like, I could break down that door in one try. And that guy... And he is because jacked. it's funny, because he's trying to break the lock. Yeah. But I would try it's to like break a, through, like, the like, slats. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It could be made of like oak or something. But uh, oh, that's the whole thing. Because then she gets the final get down. He shoots. Ooh. He gets shot a couple times. They each get bullets. Don't hurt as much in the world as Hannibal. Yeah. 
See, she does it. Yeah. <laughs> Easiest. And I didn't even think to do that, right? Like, break a couple slats, open the door that way. Yeah. He's dressed very army-like. Yeah. Get on the phone! Get on the phone! It's <laughs> <laughs> bleeding to death. Get on the phone! You're hoping that in the Florida wilderness that the cops will hear you. Yeah. Last little bit of Hannibal. Where do you move after that? You know, I would, I would I, stay. Like, not I mean, in that house. You why? Can't, you can't. That would be for. I would creep me. Really, out this forever. is my castle. That would creep me out forever. I would definitely have to move out of a house if I had any kind of. Mm, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Like that. That but kid, I, maybe somewhere else in the key for the kid. If you like that lifestyle, I'm sure you can find. Yeah, I guess house somewhere like else that. in the key. Yeah, I guess on a, they're on a boat because they're not like threatened anymore. That's, that's the same boat from uh, what's it called? Towns of Mister Ripley. Mr. Ripley. Yeah, <laughs> PSH didn't die actually. <laughs> it's like, well, 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 well. Danny Elfman's score. Oh, here we go. It's crazy again that it's like... Young woman. from the FBI. Ooh. Ooh great last Boom. line. Boom. All right. Shaka Red Laka. dragon. Red dragon. Red dragon. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. So, I mean, hope you guys enjoyed our rewatch of Red Dragon and the fun little tangents we went on. Uh, we learned, we laughed, we loved. Happy Halloween, everyone. But before we hit Halloween, we do have a mid-month episode where we would decide the winner of, I guess, the November 1st episode of P.S. I Still Love Hoffman. Yes. You know, remember you can vote on Instagram by commenting. You can vote on Twitter and you can vote on Facebook. Just the traditional way of... Text us. (laughs) Yeah, text us. Kyle's number is... I mean, honestly, I'm not going to say your number, but even if I did, (laughs) I would love if someone reached out to you. Yeah. Regardless, Kyle, what two movies should we vote for for, you know, or we... Yes, we vote too, but anyone out there, the Hoff fans out there, what should the Hoff fans vote for for the November 1st episode? All right, we're putting up two films. We're putting up Montana. Montana, so Stanley Tucci. Yes. We were talking Tucci. about Stanley Tucci recently, so I guess that makes sense. And, well, you know what? We, we got a lot of them in this film, and we, we, we want some more, so we're going to go with the other Ed Norton movie. 25th Hour, which is a much... I mean, between him, Barry Pepper, and of course, our main man. Philip Smith Hoffman. Yes, yes, I didn't forget forget his name. (laughs) I thought you were like, who, who? Who? Who Um, And then, you know, we kind of discussed this before, but I'm rooting for that one because 
daylight savings in November, and we'll get our 25th hour. Oh, that's pretty, yeah, that's a good, yeah, there we go. <laughs> a day with the 25th, and I really like that film, so, and I, I liked Montana, too, so, you know, it's up to you guys. You can vote for 25th hour or Montana. Can't wait for that. And uh, Kyle, foodie film, still going strong, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Please please check it out, as, as we said earlier, as Brian said earlier for us, uh, but, you know, help both of our podcasts, uh, Foodie films and high school slumber yes, party. Yes, my show, you, high school slumber party. If you comment, if you like, if you go onto iTunes or any of the ones that you can give ratings and stuff like that, we really, really appreciate that. Just so more people, it's easier for other people to find. And uh, yeah, so check out foodie films. So as we always say, there, there's there's more to cut. Yes, and high school slumber party as well, and all the other great shows on the Cage Club Podcast Network. That's cageclub.me, cageclub.m. And, uh, you know, thanks for, as always, helping us spread the love and, you know, remember the great actor that was Philip Zimmer Hoffman. Yes. Kyle, you know, it's your honors to end this. Stay on cool, guys. Stay on cool. Since you came along